It's time for the Fantasy Points Podcast, brought to you by FantasyPoints.com. Top-level fantasy football and NFL betting analysis from every perspective and angle, from numbers to the film room, with a single goal to help you score more fantasy points. Happy Monday, everyone. FantasyPoints.com, Fantasy Points Podcast, Franchise Focus Series. And look, I, I know Mondays suck. But what better to do? I knew everybody, whether you're on your com, your commute, you're at the office, whether you work from home, whether you don't have a job at all, and all you do is play fantasy football, which, hell, we're happy for you. Uh, I know the one thing you wanted to do when you woke up this Monday morning, you were like, I really want to talk about Carson Wentz. Well, guess what? <laughs> we are going to do it here on the Franchise Focus Podcast as we cover the Indianapolis Colts. Here at FantasyPoints.com, my name's Joe Dolan. I'm with Tom Brawley and Graham Barfield. And those Indianapolis Colts are coming off a playoff season in 2020, but they lost their quarterback. Phillip Rivers decided it was time to go hang out with his football team at home, and he is now <laughs> retired. So the Colts had to do something. And then they traded for Frank Reich's former disciple, uh, Carson Wentz, get, getting uh, Wentz for a conditional draft pick and a third round draft pick that condition uh those conditional podcasts could become a first rounder if some parameters hit and as we do on every podcast we're going to start it off by looking at the odds the win totals what's going on here uh and tom brawley the colts the markets expect them to be pretty good 10 wins they're lined at with juice to the under minus 143. So uh, about eh, you could probably say even odds at nine and a half, but 10 is the number right now. Plus 105 uh, to win the AFC South. Minus 182 to make the playoffs. That would be good news for the Philadelphia Eagles because if they make the playoffs and Carson Wentz plays 70% of the snaps, the Eagles get a first-round draft pick. Uh, the AFC Championship is plus 1,200, plus 2,500 to, make the, to win the Super Bowl, rather, which puts them in kind of the middle tier of the AFC. Tom, Indianapolis is a really tough team for me to get a grasp on this year. I, I broke this team down for the franchise focus for, with the player profiles. There's just so many ways this thing could go, and a lot of it has has to do with Carson Wentz and what, what faith uh, people have in him. But with a win total of 10, it looks like there's at least some semblance uh, of faith that there's going to be a bounce back here for Carson Wentz. Yeah, I think there is. I mean, it's kind of held steady from last year. This was a team that was lined to win 10 games with – uh, Philip Rivers, uh, obviously we get the extra game thrown in there. So, you know, there's, they're saying them a bit worse than they were last year, but, uh, they, they really left a lot of meat on the bone. They had an easy schedule. Uh, they were an underdog just once all season long and, you know, they lost, you know, uh, five games overall. And, um, you know, it, it they kind of, they, they, you know, they opened the season with that loss to the Jaguars. So, uh, you know, just a, a was a slightly disappointing for the Colt, you know, season for the Colts last year. And now uh, they're going to try to, you know, turn around Carson Wentz. And, uh, you know, they, they ha did have some holes. You know, they, they lost uh, Anthony Costanzo uh, at left tackle. They're bringing Eric Fisher in to, 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 you know, fill in there. But, you know, he, was he, the, he had the Achilles injury, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. He had uh, towards the end in January there. So he's, He's going to be on a tight schedule, a tight timeline to get ready for, for week one. I wouldn't be surprised if he misses the first couple of weeks of the season. Um, and, you know, they, they've lost some decent pieces to this defense and Danico Autry and 
you know, as we said, with Phillip Rivers leaving a quarterback and Justin Houston, Anthony Walker, Malik Cooker. So they lost some decent pieces of this team, but uh, there there is at least a small expectation that it can't get much worse for Carson Wentz this year. There has to be some improvement. And, uh, you know, I, I would guess that a lot of that optimism is based around that Frank Reich was kind of, uh, you know, his go-to guy in Philadelphia. Uh, that's when he played the best, when uh, Frank Reich was in uh, with the Eagles there, uh, kind of, uh, you know, mentoring uh, Carson Wentz. So uh, I think that's the reason the the win total is kind of sitting where it is. There There is some faith that they can bounce back this year. Anton, Graham, this, what's uh, your level division. Yeah, I was just going to say, and this division stinks. <laughs> I mean, the Jags are probably... That certainly the- helps. I didn't bring up yeah. that. Yeah, you have two teams that, you know, you have a team that's uh, projected to be the worst in the league in the, yeah. in the Texans and yeah. uh, a Jaguars team that was the worst team in the league last year. Right, yeah. I mean, the Jags are going to be much better this year, obviously. But mm-hmm. yeah, the Texans obviously help that out. And then the Titans are great on offense. But, you know, I think the Colts are still... The- it's right there. It's right there, the Colts and the Titans, I think. Colts are probably the slight favorite, just better better defense, a slightly more well-rounded team, even though Wentz is the big question mark. Yeah. And, and th- let's let's just get it out of the way here. Um, Wentz was bad last year. Now, look, you can make a hundred excuses, and many of them, if not most of them, are valid. Like, the offensive line collapsed, the scheme was god-awful, the receivers dropped passes, um, but, you know, just I was just thinking back to something Greg Cosell said, and when you when you pull everything back and you look at the tape, the first thing you do is you look at the tape. The tape showed a bad quarterback last year. And the stats, Graham, are not much kinder. Um, it, it, Wentz's accuracy has fallen in now four straight seasons with a clean pocket, down to 74% in 2020. His 74% on-target throw rate per SIS was dead last out of 38 qualifying QBs. On, on throws of 10-plus yards downfield, which is what Wentz mostly does. I mean, he's one of the most aggressive quarterbacks in the league. He was on target just 52% of the time. Drew Locke was second worst at 56%. So, I mean, Wentz was terrible. And now, here's my question, Graham. What do you think they're going to do? Because, look, we, we talked about this with Sam Darnold. How much can a Tiger change its stripes? Mm-hmm. Now, when Frank Reich was in Philly in 2017, Wentz was, again, one of the most aggressive quarterbacks in football. He just was Mahomes-level wizardry. Now, could would that have continued if he didn't get hurt? I don't know. That's the unanswerable question. But you know that Carson Wentz and Phillip Rivers are drastically different quarterbacks. Rivers' average time to pass last year was fifth fastest in the league. Wentz's was fifth slowest. Mm-hmm. Wentz's 8.9 A dot was uh, fourth among quarterbacks with 400 or more pass attempts. Rivers' 7.3 A dot was 19th of 22 qualifying quarterbacks. So, I mean, these are drastically different players, and it, it, it's really making this team tough to break down for me, quite frankly. Yeah, it's, it's hard to figure out who the real Carson Wentz is because, you know, like you said, in those 16, well, really 17 and 18 seasons, Wentz was a legit, like, you know, maybe not the MVP candidate, maybe not even the second best, but he was in that conversation. Yeah. And I think the biggest concern... He was going to win the MVP in 2017, by the way. Yeah. If he didn't get hurt. Probably. Yeah. Probably would have. Yeah. Um, the, the biggest thing that I have on Wentz is how much have those injuries kind of piled up and how much, how much did that affect yeah. his play in 19 and last year? Because in, in 2017 and 2018... 
like one of the most stable metrics for quarterbacks, if not the most stable metrics for quarterbacks is what they do from a clean pocket, like efficiency and accuracy wise. And Wentz in both of those 17, 18 seasons was top eight in accuracy from a clean pocket. And then the last two years come by and he like bottoms out. I mean, completely bottoms out, bottom the league in 2019 and then was dead last last year. I, I just, man, I, I think it's, it's great that he's going to be back with Reich. Offensive line is, is really good. You know, Tom mentioned that getting Fisher is getting, uh, you know, getting Fisher healthy will be huge on the left side. But, uh, you know, getting back with Reich on a run-heavy team, I think there's going to be a lot less on Wentz's plate. I mean, Joe, you watched, like, every snap from the Eagles last year. I mean, how many freaking times did Doug Peterson drop Wentz back on a seven-step drop behind a terrible I mean, it, Look, line? the scheme was bad. The scheme was yeah. terrible. Wentz was mentally broken. But, you know, yeah. even when things worked, he, he, didn't, he didn't deliver. He it, it's just – Rose, there's like so many layers throws. to this yeah, yeah it's just i mean now but by the way if you're talking fantasy wentz played 11 full games last year he was a top 12 fantasy quarterback in five of them and he was miserable so like there is fantasy upside here but i agree with with, with graham tom frank reich is going to reel this back in jonathan taylor is going to be the centerpiece of this offense yep Absolutely, and, and he, he was at the end of last year. You know, he's, he really came into his own uh, in the back half of the season. Uh, I know our guy, John Hansen, uh, really projected him high. He was taking a bunch of heat <laughs> for, through the first couple months of the season, but he was a league-winning type of player, and uh, the schedule was you know pretty easy towards the back end of the year, but uh, you know he did pretty well against the Bills in the playoffs, and uh, you know there's a lot of signs... Uh, pointing towards, you know, he's still ascending here. And uh, just the big question mark with him is, you know, you know how much is Marlon Mack going to be a factor in this backfield? He, uh, of course, got hurt in the first game of the year, tore his Achilles, and it kind of opened things up for him uh, to take off. But it didn't really happen for a couple, you know, for the first two months or so. Uh, but, you know, Mack could be back in as a factor here, and Naeem Hines isn't going anywhere. So that's... That's been a real big question, you know, just how much of these ba- uh, backs going to be factors in the passing game. Uh, Philip Rivers, uh, you know, is one of the uh, – not one of. He is – he was the friendliest quarterback for, you know, dumping down to his quarterbacks. You read off the A dot there, Joe. Uh, you know, he, he was never afraid to get rid of the ball quickly, get it out to his backs. Uh, we saw it in, uh, you know, with the Chargers and Austin Eckler in recent years and – uh, still last year with Ty, uh, Taylor and Naeem Hines. So, uh, you know, how much of that receiving, receiving production is going to be there for these backs? And uh, can Taylor hold off Mac? That That's what makes him a struggle. It, it's, a, it's a struggle, uh, you know, because he has top five potential at the position. Uh, but if these guys are going to be major factors here, you know, he's going to be overdrafted as a, as a mid to late late first round well, type of pick this let, year. let me let me give you some numbers here on this tom um first and foremost let's just let's just talk about an anecdote the indianapolis colts coaching staff and i don't think frank reich's a dumb guy they would be moronic if they tried to force marlon mack into this thing like i know they love the kid i know he was supposed to be part of a three-man rotation last year but shit happens in the nfl and jonathan taylor was one of the best single best running backs in the league over the second half of the year Forcing Marlon Mack into this thing just because you feel like you owe it to him, it's, it would just be dumb. Now, you mentioned, you're like, oh, Philip Rivers, Captain Checkdown. I have actual numbers on this, Tom. 
Over the last two seasons, per SIS, no quarterback in the league targeted running backs more than Phillip Rivers. That's 312 total pass attempts to Wentz's 185 over the last two seasons. Rivers targeted running backs on a whopping 27.5% of all of his throws over that span compared to Wentz's 17.7. Graham, Carson Wentz does not check the football down. No, he doesn't. And, and, I mean, that's just a microcosm of the quarterback he is, Joe. I mean, he he's always been one of the guys that is aggressive downfield. And in those 2017 and 18 seasons, that paid off because he was playing at a high, high level. Yeah. Now that the you know the accuracy has kind of come down and maybe the processing is has definitely fallen off, he's he's got to check it down more. But I, you know, quarterbacks don't really change their DNA. I, I talk about this all the yeah. time. It's like you know, quarterbacks don't really change, man. I mean, you can put them in a different scheme and, and get them more layup throws, but in general, I still think Wentz is going to try to be aggressive downfield. And honestly, that's what they need. That's what this offense kind of needs because they can be conservative while running. And the, the problem, and then once again, he missed the layups last year. So yeah. like, there's all these these layers here, and and sometimes he wouldn't take the layups. He was like Ben Simmons. He was like passing out of the dump, <laughs> you know, like like what is it with those? It's actually guys, kind man? of. What's up with the Philly guys not want to make layoffs, man? <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, he passes out of the dunk uh, and 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 misses anyway when he does take the shot. Anyway, guys, um, just really quickly, how are we drafting these receivers? Because the markets are not confident on any of them. The highest I'm looking at right now is, is ADP of 104, wide receiver 44, and that's Michael Pittman, who had a solid rookie year. The Colts loved his yak ability, but um, he had the compartment syndrome midseason season. Um, he actually was a top 24 receiver just twice in 13 games. So, you know, that there's a lot of projection to be done there. As much as I hated him last year, T.Y. Hilton at wide receiver 55 is kind of the guy I've been gravitating towards. Also, Paris Campbell is dirt cheap. Um, uh, Tom, Paris Campbell, I dug this up yesterday. Um, he had nine targets and he caught six passes for 71 yards in week one. His nine targets actually tied him for third most in any individual game by a Colt wide receiver in 2020, and he played effectively one game. He got hurt after two snaps in week two. Yeah, it was. Uh, you know, it's been two lost seasons for him so far. He, you know, he's. You can have him for. Uh, you know, for next to That's nothing solid, right yeah. now. Uh, yeah, uh, I mean Pittman and Hilton. I'm basically. I've basically flipped how I've been thinking about them going into last year. Pittman was the guy I was kind of targeting because he was real cheap last year I thought you know he's going to be a good fit with Philip Rivers you know in those like short to intermediate ranges on the perimeter on those crossing routes you know like the stuff that we saw like a Tyrell Williams do uh you know in Los Angeles with them and and in San Diego and uh you know Hilton was the guy who was kind of like I don't I want no part of this he's you know Philip Rivers isn't going to take a ton of uh, effective shots downfield and Uh, you know, I, I've totally flipped the summer and the markets have totally flipped. Uh, Pittman's the guy that's going, you know, well ahead of him. He's going around a hundred picks off the board. Um, uh, and I, I really, I, I like Pittman's talent. I like his skill set, but I don't necessarily think it's a great fit with Wentz. Um, you know, I'll have him on, I, I don't think I've drafted him yet this year. He was the guy that was probably on 30 to 35% of my teams last year, uh, you know, in the middle of the summer. Which didn't so. exactly work out because I was bullish on him last year too. Yeah, so. yeah and, but he was dirt cheap. I mean, he was, yeah. you know, 160, 170 picks into drafts last year. Uh, you know, and I feel a lot better about Hilton now. And, you know, he's a guy I routinely get like in the 12th round, 13th round. 
Um, you know, I think the downfield passing game is going to be opened up a little bit better. Uh, I thought Hilton played his best ball at the end of last year, uh, you know, once uh, Philip Rivers started taking a few more shots. So uh, I think he still has something to play. You know, he is still st- has something in the tank. I think he can still play. Um, you know, he got, I, I believe, an, 18, an $8 million contract uh, from the Colts to stay there. I mean, there was probably a bit of a market. That, that was like the same money that Will Fuller got. Uh, to go to Miami. I thought, you know, Hilton might be a guy that might go to Miami to open up that offense. And uh, so there was probably, there was probably a market for him if he was able to get that much money from the Colts. So, um, you know, Hilton's going to be, you know, probably one of my top 10 most owned receivers this year. Pittman was the exact opposite last year. He was the the guy that I owned the most uh, out of this, out of this course. So, um, yeah, it's, it's flipped. The markets have flipped and I'm flipped and I, I like what I see. I, I, I'm going to have a lot of Hilton. I'm not going to have a lot of Pittman. <laughs> I, I'm with you 100%. I, I like went into this off season, like, you know, February thinking, oh man, Michael Pittman's going to be a great value in drafts. And it's ended up being the complete opposite. I mean, there's just like, I mean, he's big... not expensive, Graham. Let's, let, let's call it. No. A, it's not like he's going to bust your budget but yeah, yeah Hilton but, is dirt cheap yeah yeah but Pittman's going around like Michael Gallup and you know Jarvis Landry and Jerry Judy and D- even Debo Samuel to a certain extent I you know Carson Wentz did not throw drag routes last year like that, that just wasn't a part of the Eagles offense but he I mean Wentz just like declined wide open drags and he's going to look downfield I mean that is T.Y. Hilton's game and you know, even though Hilton's, you know, 32, 33 now, he's had some hamstring injuries, which isn't great for speed guys. I, I mean, it doesn't cost you anything to get T.Y. Hilton as your wide receiver five or six. And I think he meshes better with what Wentz, in theory, does best. And I, I, I'm right there with Tom. I mean, Hilton's been one of my most drafted receivers. And you know, so Joe. Wentz didn't have that guy on the Eagles last no. year. They didn't have that no. deep threat. And no. maybe that gets him more into a comfort zone whenever you have one of the, you know, even at his, you know, advanced football age here, you know, he can still move pretty well. So uh, maybe maybe he becomes the player that, yeah. that gets him into into his comfort zone again. Yeah, well, well, look, even o- o- over the um, final uh, set, six games of the 2020 season, Hilton was the wide receiver 11 in total fantasy points. He was the wide receiver 84 over the first nine games of the season. So, I mean, somebody who didn't even deserve a look on the waiver wire, let alone being on the waiver wire. But um, yeah, it's weird. And that usually, you know, if you, you know, the, the last thing that you see, the last thing that you do, you, you'd think that Hilton would have, uh, would have left a better taste in fantasy owners, you know, miles from last year. And, you know, he'd be going a little bit higher than he is. But, it, you know, his ADP is absolutely plummeted from last year. Pittman, I, I just think there's a perception that he played better than he actually yep, did yep. last year because he had a couple big games. I, yep. You know, he had the big game against, I think, against the Packers yep. on a national TV game. I think maybe that's in people's brains, but uh, it was Hilton that was the guy yep. at the end of last year. Yeah, you know, and Pittman played well in the playoffs too. He played pretty well in that one playoff. Oh, I'm not knocking Pittman at all. Yeah. It's just no, a no. matter of like, who are you investing in here? Right. And I think Hilton and Campbell are probably the better bets just because they're so cheap. But you know, look at this over that final six game span with Ty Hilton. He had a 14.6 A dot over that span, guys, which was basically double Rivers' A dot. So Rivers was was targeting him down the field. Like they made a point of that. You know, Wentz is going to have no. Now we don't know where it's going to go, but you don't. <laughs> Wentz is going to have no problem throwing the ball downfield to T.Y. Hilton. 
Yeah, and you know, over their final nine games, they played together, including the playoffs. Hilton out targeted Pittman too. I mean, it was a pretty close. Yeah. I think it was like sixty to fifty. Sixty one to fifty one. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, even then, it's I still think Hilton is is probably the one A here. I mean, it's just two totally different roles. Yeah. All right, guys, that'll wrap up our discussion of the Indianapolis Colts here on a Monday. I know we, we like talking Colts on Monday. Well, we're going to be back uh, for the rest of this week talking more franchise focus. Make sure you go to fantasypoints.com and check out all those articles. If you're not signed up yet with an account, you get a free 24 hour trial. Uh, after that, you got to subscribe, but I guarantee you, you're going to love the value you get at fantasypoints.com. Far be it for me to put a sales pitch on here, but hey, just reach out to me on Twitter if you have any other questions at FG underscore Dolan. Follow Graham at Graham Barfield. Follow Tom at Tom Brawley. Follow the site at Fantasy PTS. Thanks, everybody, for joining me. And we will be back here for the rest of the week talking more NFL franchises. Thanks for tuning in to this edition of the Fantasy Points Podcast. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review on your favorite platform. And come join the roster at FantasyPoints.com.